Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Resilience. It's a term I always knew. You know, I always got, I was getting it. I get resilience. But it wasn't really until this year and, you know, all that's transpired that it really started to resonate with me on a deeper level. You know, everything this year has just been more emotionally charged. And not until I met today's guest, Taryn Abrahams, did I realize how resilience is more than just charging through and carrying on. You know, it's about self-awareness. It's about gaining control over how we deal with stress in our lives. And that could be any type of stress. Sometimes there's that one person that can really bring their perspective and connect with you. And Taryn did that for me. She's a behavioral and human interaction expert. So she goes in and helps companies implement best practices and improve their culture. You know, she's a psychotherapist, which, you know, for me, that just brings a whole other level of understanding and way of explaining. And she's got workshops, coaching, and consulting services. She's here today helping us create best practices with strategies for improving resilience. And if you're anything like me and thought, ah, I get it, I get resilience, do yourself a favor and listen in to how Taryn breaks it down because resilience is so much more than just getting through. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're gonna have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. Hello and welcome, Taryn. I'm so glad you're here and we're able to join us today. So, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a real pleasure. I really enjoyed when I met Taryn, we were on a virtual networking call. I mean, that's how we're still doing things in the fall of 2020. And Taryn came on and was talking about resilience. And, you know, to me, it resonates. I mean, resilience is a long game strategy. It's really being able to recover from difficulties and carry on. And this mental toughness is what you need when you're in it for the long game. Right. And of course, with everything going on in the world, this is a huge time to be talking about resilience. You know, there's been so much pivoting this year and it's a time to be super dialed in, you know, into your personal mission and your mindset because this is where it all starts. Yes. So as business owners, we handle it all. And so I find that conversations, Taryn, when I'm talking to clients on every different level, it always comes back to mindset and, you know, what we tell ourselves as we go through our days. So let's start here. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's so well said. And one of the great things, one of the exciting things about resiliency is if this is something you want to improve, You can. You can improve it with practice and intention. And I want to be also, let's define what resilience is. How about that? That that might be a good starting point. So really resilience is a matter of developing a skill to be able to 
to push through trials and tribulations, to be able to develop the skill to notice your own thoughts, unhook them from non-constructive ones and rebalance quickly. And to add to that, it's not, you know, resilient people have bad days. Resilient people have ups in the roads. So this isn't a matter of being perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. But resilient people are able to do is to move beyond the trials and tribulations and the challenges and to be able to see things from a larger perspective. They see the bigger meaning to things. So that allows them to sort of get through those challenging times. And like I said, this is something that with practice, we absolutely can improve. And let's face it, we're all, you know, in very challenging times right now. I mean, personally, professionally, emotionally, this is a really challenging time. And so there is a lot of, let's see, there's a lot of uncontrollables right now in our lives. Mm -hmm. A lot of things we are not in control of. But the things that we can control is our inner dialogue. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is that we all talk to ourselves throughout the day. I mean, we all are having conversations with ourselves. Some of us are aware of it. Some of us are not. I don't know if this has ever happened to you where you've been, you know, had a really stressful day. And then at the end of the day, you have this booming headache and you're not really sure like what went wrong? What happened? Why do I feel this way? And normally it's because you have been filling yourselves up with feelings and thoughts that maybe aren't serving you well. And the mind and the body is connected. So decipher if you're a resilient person or not is how is your body feeling? How Mm -hmm. are you, how is your body responding to the stress? And sometimes that might be a good cue or indication on how you're dealing with it. I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about noticing and just being aware, you know, noticing what's going on. And that really comes into it. You know, when I talk with my clients, I find that it's easy for people to kind of get into an overwhelm of those thoughts, you know, it's like they snowball. So when they're having the, the bad day or the tech overwhelm, it's like, I can't get out from under this. And one of the things I always do is just say, we can you know, we're going to pause with that thought, first of all. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you called me because I'm going to help you out of it. (laughs) But one step at a time as well. So, you know, I would love to talk about, I know you have some strategies on improving resilience so that people can remind themselves and be aware of these things when they don't necessarily have that someone to call. So number one is first, know your triggers. Yes. Know your triggers. We all have them, right? We're, we're emotional beings, right? And there are things that set us off, things that make us feel some type of way. My husband, my kids, dog barking. <laughs> but there's, there's no value behind understanding your triggers. You don't necessarily have to do much with it if you actually are aware of what they are. And so when you gain that self-awareness, you're able to kind of acknowledge when they're in front of you. And then uh, the second step would be developing a game plan when those triggers present themselves. So yes, understanding your triggers is is a key part to resilience. And that's just the awareness again, because if you're not aware, you're just going down the mountain of this is why is this happening to me? Whereas awareness lets us take a pause and start to say, all right, I recognize this situation. And then like you said, take stock. Number two is take stock of how you process that information. Yeah. So are you a pessimist? Are you an optimist? When you look at a situation, Mm -hmm. do you tend to see it as glass half full, glass half empty? And so understanding Mm -hmm. how you think, your thinking patterns gives you a lot of insight in terms of how you process stress. Like, let's remember that when we respond to stress, we respond to our perceived stress. Hmm. So it's our perception of the stress. 
So mm-hmm. you could line 10 people up to watch the same news program about an upsetting incident that happened in the community. And you will interest, if you interviewed those 10 people, you will find that we all process it slightly different. I think that's why, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking to get political at all, but it's interesting how we could watch the same debate and we can have all different thoughts about it and all different emotions about it. So we see things through our own filter. Right. Well, right. That's because we're bringing our past, our history, our experiences, all of those memories that are embedded deep within. Yes. Yes. So educating yourself about your thinking patterns and how you perceive stress and process stress has a big impact on laying the groundwork for understanding how to create positive, resilient change. So, yes thinking patterns is a big one. And how about number four is, so number three was thinking patterns in terms of improving your resilience, being aware of them, knowing what they are, naming them, noticing your thoughts is number four. And, you know, this one to me, even Mm. without your explanation yet is huge because It's it's hard and we, we get on a emotions come, you know, and right, it's, right. Uh, you know, right. my husband says to me, you know, you're running, you're running with that thought, you know? Right. So how much can we really control of that? Is that something we can learn to control? Like, cause sometimes I say, I'm so aware, but yet I am ranting and raving. Right. What's so interesting is some, some researchers state that we up to 95% of what we think and do throughout the day is beyond our conscious awareness. Think about hmm. that. So most of what 95. we do, 95%. So we're yeah. living in autopilot is basically yeah. what that means. So if you find that you're struggling right now, you're you're feeling depressed, you're having trouble sleeping at night, you want to build more resilience. Noticing your thoughts is the most important step. You can't change your mindset if you don't know how you're thinking and the thoughts mm-hmm. that are that you're flooding into your mind. So a good best practice, I've used this personally for myself on stressful days. I put a little hair tie or a rubber band around my wrist mm-hmm. and I snap it every time I find myself having a negative thought. And what that does is it, it, I mean, it burns a little bit. I certainly am not suggesting anybody does any self-harm, but do it enough where you become aware. And so at the end of the day, you kind of are able to take stock of, okay, how was I thinking today? Was it mostly positive? Was it mostly negative? How many times did I snap that hair tie? Because that's a stop in your day. Like you have to really make that action. You really, really do. And and I, I just want to preface, this is like easy to say, it's it's not the easiest to do, but with intention and with practice and with self-awareness, it's absolutely achievable. But being aware of your thoughts is important because you can't challenge them unless you're aware of them. And, and they right? start so early. I mean, I have young children and I find, I hear them say, oh, I'm I'm this, I'm that. And you're like, where, where does it even come from? So it's a, it's a window into our own experience, you know, we negative self-talk can start so early because of what you're exposed to. So we're not even aware of what that age was. And sometimes that voice in your head is not even our own voice. It could be a critical parent. It could be a critical spouse or a partner or somebody in our life that is is critical. And so that's another good point that you bring up is whose voice is that? Mm. And is it accurate? Are the right. things that they're telling you accurate? And where does it come from? And I think you just brought up a really good point. A lot of times it does come from our upbringing and the people that raised us and, and how they treated us and spoke to us. And if we don't do the emotional work, those voices do tend to get inside our heads. Oh, yeah. And I think 
as business owners, we tend to let that transfer into other parts of our lives, you know, so that it might be, it might happen in one part of your life, but then you feel helpless in another part of your life when, I mean, I deal with brilliant women. I mean, I feel like I always find these points of brilliant, you know, there, there's really shining people and their expertise. And there are things sometimes that carry over and I'm saying, oh, wow, where did that where did that come from? Because in this piece, you're yeah. brilliant and you need to take, instead of taking from this bucket, the brilliant bucket and moving those feelings over, you're taking from the negative bucket and pulling those feelings over. So mm, I see that in the work that I do. Yeah. I see that in the work that I do. We all have these buckets that we choose to pull it's, from. It's true. It's true. We can sometimes be our worst enemy, to be quite honest, honestly. I mean, if we don't take stock of what we're telling ourselves, I hate to say it, but there's this tendency to really kind of be cruel to ourselves. And especially if we've been through some failures throughout our lives, or we've, you know, issues that we've had through maybe a divorce, you've been through a divorce, we we internalize all of our Mm -hmm. life experience. Part of being or becoming more of a resilient person is really kind of taking stock and becoming more self-aware of of how we speak to ourselves. Oh my gosh, totally. I just did an episode a few back where I talked about, you know, having this encounter with my family. And in this conversation, which we just spent some time together in a first like COVID family get together. And it was Mm. just so glaring to me how shame was coming from, you know, an elder who I was like, wow, it doesn't matter anymore, you know, mm. but you're carrying this around. And right, like, right. to me, it was so obvious, you know, and, and I, I did have a lot of thoughts on how did that, how does that prohibit your growth? Another brilliant, educated, smart, go-getter, but there's this piece that you've allowed to be an obstacle in some ways. And it's over. It's been over, but mm-hmm. we still talk about it. Yeah. Well, there's the also the art of letting go too, right? Forgiving, right. moving on, letting go. Resilient people are able to move past those things. Listen, there's an art to letting go. And I think that's that's resilient people are able to do that. They're able to sort of move past things, make sense of things, learn from it, mm-hmm. and move past it. Right. I love that concept, the art of letting go. It's it's an important one. Yeah, important completely. One. Think of how much baggage we would have if we didn't. Oh let my gosh, go. it unburdens you. Yeah, I mean, it how, really does. Yeah. How how much happier are we we are when we just feel free? You know, yeah, I right. don't have a care in the world, but not that anyone does. But just you feel lighter. You do. So let's move on to number five of the strategies for improving resilience, and that is to challenge your thoughts. So now we've become aware. We know our triggers. We taken stock of our thought patterns and we've noticed our thoughts. So now how are we going to challenge those thoughts? Right. So there's a saying, there's a, there's actually a clinical term for this. It's called cognitive reframing. It's a very fancy term. What it basically means is when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at will change, right? So part of that, Mm -hmm. and this is something that is utilized with psychotherapists. I know that the nursing community uses it with patients So really what it is, is as you notice your negative thoughts, an effective part of reframing is involving examining the truth and the accuracy behind the thoughts, which is something I kind of already touched on. Mm -hmm. So are the things that you're telling yourself even true? You know, what are some of the other ways that you can interpret the same set of events or data? Okay. Which ways of seeing things serve you better? 
you know, and I want to, I want to kind of caution the audience. It's not a matter of just being a positive thinker. I mean, it's nice mm-hmm. to be a positive thinker, but there's actually a science <laughs> behind this. Being happy, having those happy moments is important, but it's also critical for opening your mind to exploring and building the skills that are become valuable for your professional life and your personal life. See, the thing is, is that when we don't have control over our thoughts, and we get paralyzed by fear or concern, we end up becoming almost tunnel visioned. We Mm. focus so much on the fear that we lose sight over the solution part of it. What can we do to make this better? And Mm -hmm. so that's the science behind this, is if we can allow ourselves to calm our mind a little bit, it allows us the opportunity to do things like pivot, which is a word I hear every day. As a business owner, we all have had to pivot. Right. Some of us worked out in the field and now we're working a hundred percent remote. We've had to sort of change our business model. I mean, there's a lot of things that we've had to revisit and take a look at. And so, but being able to do that requires us to not allow fear to paralyze us. And when we can get ourselves to a place where we can calm the mind, that's when out of the box thinking happens. Mm-hmm. That's when solutions happen. That's when innovation happens. Right, that's Honestly. where creativity, you do that's not. Where, exactly. Right. Exactly. And some of the most amazing innovators have created things out of disruption. So I really believe we are in a very, mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound weird, but very exciting time when it comes to right. innovating. Because if we can get people to kind of be focused on not their emotions, but the task at hand, oh my God, there's screenplays being written, there's art being created. Yeah, totally. There's, you know, there's so many things that I know people are creating right now because they're able to kind of get outside that, that tunnel vision, that fear, and they're able to think outside the box. I have been so impressed by people and their creativity in this time. Like, okay, this whole business revenue stream dried up. Well, I'm going to start this one because like, and you know, certain things I was like, it's brilliant. You, you're so creative to think that way, to bring, you know, your current resources and how can you utilize them instead of I'm sitting here sullen, you know, or, you know, I've had some clients who've done the best that they have ever done because they have put themselves out there when other people said, ah, there's a pandemic. It's, you know, there's a lot going on politically. I'm not going to put it out there. They launched anyway. And people needed that and were able to. So there was also being brave and taking that step and challenging yourself really allowed them, you know, and there's that creative piece to it. I always find that I flow, you know, when there isn't a lot going on, like I'm able to just flow in my projects and think for my clients and I come up with these ideas. So I really think that, you know, having Mm -hmm. that better mindset is just helpful overall in terms of your mission, your vision for the work that you're doing. I mean, especially for our, those solopreneurs that are listening to this podcast, you wouldn't be here if you allowed fear to overcome you. Seriously. Everyone's got, (laughs) anyone who's listening on this call, there's resilience in all of us. And especially if you're a business owner, you know what it feels like to push through fear. You know what it's like to go way out of your comfort zone. And so that's what we need to sort of harness, right? Because the question is, how do we take things to the next step? I think this pandemic Mm -hmm. is sort of going to be very fluid for the next couple of years. I think we're going to have to focus more than ever on self-care 
And companies and individuals that are focused on self-care, I think, are going to be the ones that are going to be able to sustainably survive. And so it all goes back to you. It all goes back to, yeah, just calming the mind so that you can problem solve. You can innovate, which is what we all want, right? We all want to. And what we all need to do to keep growing, right? Growth is comes from innovation, not just keeping things the status. Yeah. So number six is replacing your thoughts with more positive thoughts, which that's, you know, okay, great. You've told me what to do. (laughs) Now this is it. Number six is pivotal. Like, how do you do that? I mean, once you're aware, you know, what is that thought process to say, I'm going to change this? Is it just repetitive telling yourself? No. So I would ask that the audience, if this is something they truly want to embark on, to write down those statements that are sort of coming up for you Mm. throughout the day, write them down. There's some power that happens when you put pen to paper. Put it down on a piece of paper and then ask yourself again, challenge those thoughts, thoughts. But then once you challenge those thoughts, figure out a way to put a positive spin on it. You know, when you're looking at something negative, see if you can change your self-talk to use less strong, less negative emotions. When you're looking at a potentially stressful situation, see if you can view it as a challenge versus a threat, right? You hear the difference? Challenge versus a threat. Mm-hmm. Or look for the gift. Oh my gosh, that is like, can I just stop right there? Yeah, that no. alone, boom. Right. Because that's the reframe. We right. That is the reframe because we feel like that person attacked me or this situation is attacking me. Mm-hmm. It could be so many things. But- so if some, let's use that as an example. So somebody attacks you verbally over the phone, whatever, you know, what could be the reframe? You know, what would be the way you would view it? And then what would be the reframe? They're having a bad day. Right. something must have happened on the drive, spilt their coffee on the drive to work, you know, like, or something, something has really sparked them because it's over the top. But what you just gave was a reframe because most people Mm -hmm. would say, why are you speaking to me this way? Or maybe some people might take it personal and say, well, what did I do wrong? Maybe I'm not Mm -hmm. doing the right thing. Maybe I could be a better consultant. Maybe I, maybe I should be doing this job. Maybe I should have started this business. I mean, things can get real deep for people. Escalated to, I mean, that's what I find happens zero to 60. Exactly, exactly. But if you allow yourself to take a deep breath, take that pause and realize it doesn't always have to be, it doesn't have to always involve you, right? We're all human. We're all good. Right? (laughs) Oh, good. So you don't know what that person's Mm -hmm. relationship situation, they could be going through a divorce. And I'm not saying these justify the way they act. But if we can allow ourselves to look at people from an objective point of view, just like maybe we can view ourselves an objective point of view, it gives us the ability to understand things in a different way. And then you look at it from a different perspective. I know for me, it's much easier. Well, it's helped me greatly in the past to to say those types of things to me. Oh, this person's having a really bad day, or this person must be really going through it for them to speak to me this way. That That stuff helps me. That helps me, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It helps me also not get in my head. Once you're in your Mm -hmm. head, it can be a very lonely place over there. (laughs) You know, totally, totally. And I think in this replace this thoughts with more positive as well is Mm -hmm. that awareness that without going too woo, but you make space for positive thoughts when you remove that negative thought. So there is a another customer walking in the door. There is another opportunity for you as a business owner. Like I think 
you make that space and right. then the client appears, the customer walks in and buys something. I mean, all of those things start to happen right. when you've changed those thoughts to something a bit more positive. Right, right. There is you know, opportunity at the next corner. Right, exactly. I mean, we can thank our prehistoric ancestors for this. I mean, this whole fight or flight that we have in our system mm-hmm. is something that we've had for a long time. And I, and it used to serve us well. I mean, there was a time in our lives where, you know, we would be at risk of being pummeled by a lion or, you know, something in the environment. But, you know, we don't live like that anymore. We have a civilized society, right? And we have things in place to protect us. So we don't necessarily need that primal sort of instinct to kind of fight or flight anymore. And so resilient people are able to quiet the primitive mind. Mm -hmm. They're able to quiet that fight or flight, stay present in the moment, calm the mind so that they can create solutions, right? So like, you know, our prehistoric ancestors, if they were in a forest and there was a threat of being pummeled by a, a bear or a lion, you know, fear makes people run. That's the initial mm-hmm. instinct is to run. But if they didn't feed into that fear, they might realize there could be a weapon nearby. There could be, I don't know, a lake they could jump into or something, a tree they could climb up of or something. But, you know, fear paralyzes us. It mm-hmm. really does. And it really narrows our ability to solve what's in front of us. And I think you bring up a very good point too on that is as business owners, sometimes we are solopreneurs or on our own. So like, it's so important to be aware so that fear doesn't make you run and react. I mean, I I always remember being told, respond. You respond because you're pausing and it's thoughtful rather than the reaction. Reacting is emotional, right? Right, Right. exactly. So I just feel like that is something as us, as solo people, like who do you turn to, you know? And I always talk about in in this podcast, the importance of coaching, the importance of having business friends who are support, a mastermind group, all of that, because those are places too, who give you perspective. You know, it is like the business therapies, quote unquote, you know, those Mm -hmm. people give you perspective because you come with, Hey, this is what's going on. You get perspective back. So I always encourage everyone to, you know, I, I always have a business coach and have multiple groups of people that I connect with, you know, That's and network wonderful. with. But you're also aware enough to realize that those there's value in those things, right? I think sometimes, especially us women, we try to do everything on our own. Mm-hmm. We take on like everything, right? And we're, we can't be everything at all the times, right? And, totally. and even, even resilient people have weak moments. Even resilient people have bad days. I think the difference is, is they don't stay there. They don't let it to consume them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. And that, and you, you go right into number four, uh, number seven, yeah. segue right into number seven, which is a division of labor, like ask for help. Oh As women, yeah. you know, we find this a little bit difficult. Oh, ah. Uh, I'm a little, I think yeah. we're, 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 we're not good with that. I can, we're all home. I mean, we're yeah. making dinner. Yeah. Now we're yeah. teaching, we're running yeah. our businesses, doing our business. So I think this is an important piece to ask for help. Absolutely. We can't do this alone. I mean, it takes a village even more now than ever before. And I think as you know, if you're the caregiver in your family or if you are, you know, a single mom or if you are, you know, a wife, it doesn't matter. We tend to forget that there's help around us, but people don't know how to help us if we don't ask. Mm -hmm. And especially if we're somebody that tends to always seem like we have it together, people don't know. They, they're just, they don't know how to help us. And so 
I think sometimes division, figuring out how we can get help around us, even something as simple as, you know, renegotiating who does the chores in the house, because let's face it, we're all home now, right? It shouldn't just be one person. It should be a collective responsibility. Um, and sometimes it takes renegotiating those types of things, right? Totally. So, and even yeah. looking at your resources. I mean, when you say that, I had my kids, you know, you're vacuuming every day. We're all here. I'm oh, not yeah. the only one here. You know, somebody is running a vacuum every day here because we're all capable and, and, and you can even do a shitty job because it's being yep. run every day. Yep. <laughs> you, know? yep. you miss this, your sister gets it tomorrow. Yep. So yep. I have even really pulled on this lesson to, you know, I, I have a type of business that when all of this, um, uh, stay in place started going on, like people were calling me to say, help me kind of redefine my business. What's my next step? Help me with that pivot. And so I just out of necessity was like, I can't do all of this anymore. And you guys have been living the charmed life. So let's go. We're all running the vacuum. There you go. Division of labor. (laughs) Yes. I also think to add to this, which is very much related to what we're talking about. And I think it's an important thing for us all to think about is how do we define success? I think that looks maybe mm-hmm. a little different now, or like what does a successful day look like now as opposed to before COVID? I mean, I know for me, before COVID, I would sit down and bang out 10 hours of work, no problem. Now my day looks different. I may go food shopping in the middle of the day. I may go out and take a walk because I've been sitting for hours. Mm-hmm. I may go kick a ball around with my daughter in the backyard because it just feels good to just get the blood going. So, and and I don't think those are bad things. I think those are important things, right? We don't want to burn out. And we also want to be realistic, you know? I mean, when we look back 10 years from now, we're still in this. We're still very much in this. Even though we are adjusting, we are, in in general, people tend to be resilient. I mean, look at how we handled 9-11. Right. Look, I mean, right. Our families have healed. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's still, of course, a, a, a Listen, we have to thing, carry on. We right? have to carry on and we will carry on and we will move past this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Totally. And I think you say something, um, a- another interesting point of, you know, you get to shape your life and your day the way you want it to be. And there are certain um, parameters like, yes, you may have to be somewhere at a certain time, but taking that break and getting out. I mean, yes. I, I feel like that has been the one of the number one things for me on this whole journey of 10 plus years in my own business has been, I do things in, I, like time is a completely different thing to me nowadays. It you know, it it isn't nine to five. Although yeah. I keep those hours, I do these things for my children. I go, I, I haven't been to a store on a Saturday, you know, cause I'm like, I don't need to deal with that. I will not be found at Trader Joe's on a Saturday. You know, <laughs> I'm at Trader Joe's at 9.30 a.m. on a Tuesday, yes, yes, you know, yes. and because that's important to me. But I'm also up till one in the morning because I, uh, some nights, because I'm doing certain things and, and having family time. And then I'm hopping back on at eight o'clock at night. So for me, it's about having that understanding in two of I can I can get it all done in its own time frame. It doesn't have to be in this linear time frame anymore as long as I'm getting it done and so I'm able to do certain things. And that yeah. to me was success and how I wanted my life to be, you know? Yes. Yes. I think there's the potential for some really good things to come out of this. I don't know about you, but I've spent more mm-hmm. time with my 17-year-old daughter 
than I ever have. I mean, we have such quality time together. My cats love me more than ever because I'm home all the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In the beginning, my dog was exhausted. I was like, let's go for another walk. Right, right, (laughs) right. But you know, I want to be also cognizant and mindful that there are probably going to be people listening to this podcast that have lost loved ones. So I know Mm -hmm. that this is a very challenging time. I think a lot of us are grieving in our own way. I mean, I think, you know, grieving over the loss of our freedoms, grieving over the maybe a loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there, there's, this is a very challenging time for us. And so I think part of being resilient is, is yes, it, there's a lot of negative things going on, but there's also a lot of good stuff going on as well. Right. And I think we need to make sure we balance the two out. And you have said it so eloquently earlier that gaining this self-awareness helps us gain control over how we react to stress and these situations. So yeah, yeah. it all goes back to self-awareness, emotional intelligence. I know that's a big buzzword now in the workplace, but really what it's about is gaining self-awareness. When you understand yourself, you can understand the world better. Right. true. And with that, you can do better. And that's really the goal for all of us to move forward, to do better in our work, to help more people and to improve our community. I mean, I think that's a universal vision that all of the clients I work with and all the business owners that I encounter share. So well said. Well, Well, we are all in this together. Our experiences are unique, but we are all in this together. Definitely. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Taryn, for being here today. I mean, I have just absorbed everything that you've said. And (laughs) it's been for me a joy to be able to share it and bring you on and have you really help people move. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. part of it too, is move from one place to another so that they're not stuck. So I really want to thank you for taking the time. Why don't we also tell people where we could find you? I'll put links to everything as well in the show notes. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful experience to be on your show, your podcast. Thank you. So yes. So Taryn Abrahams, you can find me on LinkedIn. My company name is Empower Behavioral Services. My website is www.empowerbehavioral services with an S at the end.com. You can shoot me an email at Taryn, T-A-R-Y-N at E-C-B-S-L-L-C.com. But easy enough, just follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn. And that's a great way for us to get connected. And we'll have that link to that in the show notes and you'll be able to get in touch with Taryn that way. All right. Thank you so much, Taryn. Thank you so much, Sandra. Take care. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.